bush or break. Oh wow, Greg, just gonna burp in my fucking face as we start this podcast. I'm not even gonna rego. I'm not even gonna rego. Welcome to a special. You were counting down five seconds. I thought I, I had time. I, no, you. Yeah, it's usually you two one and then you go. But I was like two. You don't say the one. You burp in my fucking face. Welcome to the special Yankees edition of the Bushers Breakaway. Greg's very excited. Greg, say hello. I'm actually a little excited. It's fun. I like talking big trades. It's a, it's a used trade for my favorite team, the Yankees. And we also brought our, our old friend Joseph Binks back onto the podcast who did predictions for over-unders with us. Joe, say hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. Welcome back. Uh, what a day in Yankee land. I, I have to say, so let's give some background. We recorded a podcast that's not out to the public last night, which was Friday, December 8th. And during that podcast, we talked about Otani, the disaster arts movie, and Stanton. Our prediction on Stanton was, rather, there's no way he comes to the Yankees, and if the Yankees want to get him, they have to give up someone big. Greg, why don't you say what you said? Uh, I, I didn't, we didn't say no way he's coming to the Yankees. Our, I think our take was, and I know it's our take because it was literally less than 24 hours ago, you and I came to the agreement, seeing what the Giants had offered for Stanton, that it felt like the Yankees were going to have to trade a prospect on the level of Clint Frazier to get the Stanton deal done. That's what it felt like because the Dodgers were still looming and he knew all the Dodgers had to do would be like, hey, here's Jock Peterson. Let's get this deal done. So you and I were of the opinion that if the Yankees weren't Stanton's first choice, which they weren't, the Dodgers were, and the Dodgers had the trump card of Jock Peterson, it felt like the Yankees would maybe hedge a little bit and throw up someone like Frazier to get the deal done. And it turns out uh, they didn't need to do that at all. No, they didn't need to do any of that. and. I think my prediction was also he was going to be a Dodger at this point. I just couldn't see a reason why the Dodgers wouldn't want to wouldn't want to get him on the team for the next ten years. They have the money; he was expendable. They had the assets to trade for him, and all of a sudden he said, "No, you, no, no, thanks, San Francisco. I'm not doing it. I will be a Yankee." I, I do just want to say, as we're here talking about how it's the effect of the Stanton trade to the Yankees, I'm still paranoid he's going to end up on the Dodgers. I know it doesn't make any sense, but until I see him wearing a Yankee hat at a press conference. That is a fear that I will have. You think he's, like, he's going to get to the Yankees and the Yankees are going to be like, you know what? You're a Dodger now. <laughs> Listen, man. Otani was definitely going to four or five different teams in the past week. So it's That's true. Now, I prefer to move you, forward you, talking about Stanton on the Yankees, but I am still in the back of my mind for no logical reason afraid of the Dodgers. You're the, you're the Yankee guy. We already – the prospects you and I and Ryan have talked about are – very much lesser known prospects. So let's let's for a second not talk about the guys the Marlins are actually getting. I asked you this before we started recording. Who would have been your breaking point prospect? Like obviously Torres is not someone I not would consider they were going to ever trade. But at like what's the prospect where you would have been like ah, maybe it's not worth it? Uh I I think it's it's well you guys had said Frazier and we're still you know, he's been in the majors, but he's not really broken in as an everyday player. So I still think of him as a prospect. And that wouldn't would have been something that I wouldn't have felt very good about, given the size of the Stanton contract and the talent level of the other offers that we had seen out there for teams that had no leverage because Stanton said he wouldn't go there. Uh, when you get into, like, I guess the next step down is your Miguel Andujar or your Justin Sheffield. Those are guys I was uneasy about, but I was... This morning when it broke that he was going to the Yankees and we didn't know what it was. Guys, I was getting ready to talk myself into being okay with being I, involved in the trade. I said on the podcast that we haven't released yet, 
uh, that I would be okay with trading Quinn Fraser because where the hell is he going to play in the first place? Um, he's ne- there's no spot or room for him now. But now the Yankees can use him as trade bait for a pitcher. So yeah, that's, that's my thought. Is that if assuming you know health works out fine and Hicks continues to look good at the plate, like he he looked really good before getting injured last year. Um, we've got a, a very crowded outfield. Ellsbury, I can't imagine he's going to go anywhere unless they're really desperate and sweeten it with to get the salary relief. Uh, that Frazier maybe somehow turns into a starting pitcher because that is the only thing that you can't feel good about right now with the Yankees going into this next season. You're trying to say it's that CC Sabathia isn't the key to the season? CC <laughs> <laughs> Sabathia's uh, fine at the back end. Hopefully, I don't know what he's he's doing it with. It's all it looks like it's all. Fe- <laughs> oh, old call. Well, no, you know, it's all all players, right? Everyone these days, it's all HGH. Well, let's let's tie in Ryan's old love and the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays are looking at this never, trade. Never now been a Rays fan in my life, by the way. <laughs> the Rays, the Rays are looking at the Red Sox and the Yankees, and they gotta feel like there's no shot in hell of them actually being able to compete. Would they be a team that would look at someone like Clint Frazier and be like, "Hey, uh, how about a little Chris Archer"? I, I don't know exactly what Archer's contract is off the top of my head, but it's pretty ridiculous. They would need a King's Ransom to move him, and I wouldn't be surprised if some team gave that up to get him. Frazier in a package there would make sense to me. I think Archer only uh, has two years left on his contract, and I'm checking right now, but I, I think Quinn Frazier might actually be the p- part of that package that would be pretty good. Yeah. So, well, nope, it's still ridiculous. You are correct. Uh, okay. 2018-2019 guaranteed uh, at 6000 and se- I mean, uh, $6 million and then $7 million, and then two years after, uh, which he is restricted free agent, I believe? Uh, the team options. Team, team options. options. Yep. Yeah. Team options where he's uh, $8 million, $8 million. Ah, Jesus. How, how is he already 29? Yeah, that's crazy, right? He's going to be 30 this year. What? It's is he one of those guys who they signed like immediately to like an eight-year deal? Is that how this is happening? He did a six-year deal. Debuted, he debuted late. He was 25 his rookie year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because that is the total value of his remaining contract. With The team will pick up those options is probably what he's worth in one season, right? Yeah, absolutely. On uh, the open market. And the Yankees might, by the way, that's a they have the package that, that can get Chris Archer. It's not like they don't. They can do three prospects for Chris Archer. I think the Rays would be very happy to refill their farm system. Do the Rays make that trade with the division rival? That's the other concern. Yeah, they definitely would. They don't give a fuck. They yeah, really, they I really mean, don't care. They really need to. If, they need to rebuild. They don't have anything left in their farm system. They have like two prospects that are worth anything, and one of them. But may- if, the Cub, if the Cubs are sitting there with a comparable uh, prospect package, do you send them to the NL out of division? Like you definitely do, and you know Joe Madden and the guys over at the Cubs want him anyway. Um, I mean, he started as a Cub. Yeah, they want him back. the The contract is too it's good. Interesting. So that's it, why I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not thinking it's likely that he ends up on the Red Sox or the Yankees in division. It's possible, but I just have to assume that just for the uh, the visual of it, to get him out of the division would be preferable for Tampa, and then some team will be there with a sizable package to try to get Archer back. This guy. Outside of since we're on Frazier, outside of Archer, is there another pitcher that I'm just not thinking of that's available that could warrant someone like Clint Frazier? No, Alex Cobb is close, which is another. He's another a free one. agent. He's actually got qualified offer, I believe, and then he signed with the Rays. Within Tampa, no, no, he did not sign with the Rays. He's a free agent. He did not. Okay, What's I'm up? Chuck. 
Uh, did, you, you, did you mean in Tampa or just across the league? Across the league. Like, I'm trying yeah. to think of a, a team that w- is in a position to sell off a starting pitcher at the level of Chris Archer who can net someone like Clint Frazier. Uh, like, would the Braves be interested in trading Julio Tehran? Julio Tehran is not on the level of Chris Archer. Not even close. I feel like the, I feel like the Braves would ask for Frazier in return for him. Maybe, but I don't feel great about that. Tehran's got a serious home run problem, and uh, oh, Yankee Stadium—that's no problem, right? So that—that's where that's at. Alex Cobb, I mean, you're, you're, strange, a, you're correct. Sorry, he got—he got the qualifying offer, but he turned it down. That's correct. Um, what other teams? The Phillies don't have anyone to trade. Nope. The, nope. the Marlins do not have anyone. Matt Harvey. Wise. Oh, Matt Harvey. At, at some point, <laughs> do the the Pirates? Look towards the future and give up on Garrett Cole. I guess that's the only other thing I can. I think feel like of. Garrett Cole was the future like two years ago. That's what I'm saying. Like he he was the guy they were building around. But if they look at their team and they decide that they're not ready, then I Cole, mean, I guess. If I'm the Yankees and like I, the trade is straight up Garrett Cole and they get Quinn Frazier, I'm doing it. Like I'll, that's a and we know. We know Cole is some of the Yankees like because he was originally drafted by the Yankees, mm-hmm. right? He, he turned them down, right? Yeah. He went back yes. to, went to college for a year? Yes. Yeah. Um, and Cole is still arbitration eligible. He won't be a free agent until 2020. So that, That's the only other thing I can even think of, of a guy who's near that level. I think Toronto still thinks of himself as a contender, and even then, Stroman isn't the uh, high-ceiling guy that uh, Archer or Cole, who's even a half-step below Archer, in my mind, is. That'll be the key to the Yankee season, though. The what package are they going to give up for what starting pitcher? That's going to be the conversation that rules all the non-Mike Francesa airwaves because they don't exist anymore. So, yeah, I'm I'm having a hard time just trying to think of a starting pitcher that might be on the block that warrants someone like Clint Frazier. Well, the other thing is the, the Angels. What are the Angels? That's a separate discussion. I'm sure you guys touched on it yesterday, but like, are they building towards the future, or are they? They have to try to start winning while Trout is. I mean, Trout's prime feels like he could go on forever. Well, I mean, they got Otani now, so now that's definitely a win now move. Not that Otani was a big commitment. I think the thing that signaled the Angels being win now was the Justin Upton contract. I don't think you signed yeah, Upton long term uh, to put him next to Trout unless you were willing to go in and try and be a contender right now. Yeah, I forgot about up, that. Yeah, Upton, he might still be 28, 29, but you don't lock in a six year deal with a guy like that not wanting to contend right away. Man, the Angels uh, are yeah. going to be a mess. I feel so bad for Mike Trout. I, I hope- well, let's, let's, let's talk about a mess. Let's talk about the Marlins because this deal has left them – they didn't re- replenish the cupboard with this trade, let's say. They did nothing. They got two prospects that uh, – I would say we're prospect nerds, right? That's fair? Yeah. We never fair heard right. of these guys. The Jorge Guzman was a guy the Yankees got when they got rid of Brian McCann. Like what they were like, oh, we don't need McCann anymore. Let's get rid of him and just see what we can get back. Basically just throwing anything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And somehow one of them turned into the main piece in well, the <laughs> best prospect in the Stanton deal. The, I know it's all about The, the main piece is $270 million. Yeah, and even Castro. But <sighs> the, the trade tree in the Stanton deal is hilarious because the Yankees traded Brandon Ryan and Adam Warren to get Starlin Castro. They went out and reacquired Adam Warren, and then they traded Starlin Castle for John Carlos Stanton. So they basically traded Brendan Ryan for John Carlos Stanton. That's incredible. 
So just just to clarify for people who don't know, it's the prospects are Jorge Guzman, who is a 21 year uh, about to be 22 year old starting pitcher who hasn't pitched above low A. Uh, that was the guy they got in the McCann deal, and then Jose Devers, who I read is apparently Rafael Devers' cousin. Is that right? I have to That's feel like right. they were like, "Wow, Devers is pretty good. What about his cousin?" And he's 18 years old, and they hasn't played. He played 50 games at rookie ball this year. A complete lottery ticket. That's yeah. all you can say about Devers. Uh, and they're gonna, they're gonna. The Marlins are obviously gonna flip Castro. He has no value to them. They're not trying to contend this year. And uh, Ryan, before we started podcasting. Binks and I were talking about the other pieces the Marlins could trade because if you're the Marlins, you still their starting pitching depth is comical. It's it's embarrassing even. So do you, to you me, you can't even you can't use the word depth. Is what's happening. There's there's no depth. Their their minor leagues is even less enticing than their major league rotation. Right. But in my mind, I don't see any way they don't flip Marcelo Zuna. That's a guy with two years of control left. He's a power speed bet that plays gold glove caliber defense in the outfield, has experience playing all three positions in the outfield. If you've traded Stanton, you need to now trade someone to actually get prospects back. And in my mind, Ozuna is the most movable one because Yelich is signed long term. Yeah, I, I don't think the Marlins are entertaining an option of trading JT Real Mudo because you need to build around someone. Ozuna feels like the guy the Marlins can move while still holding on to actual major league valuable pieces. Right. And they're going to need to sell the entire farm to get anything they can. This team's going to be a dumpster fire for what, five, six years? They are, they're trying to find the, follow the Astro model of just being a shithole until it's good. I, I don't see any way this team is going to be competitive within the next three years. Right. The, the starting pitching depth just isn't there. That idea works if you draft well which if you look at the marlins farm and i i don't think they've we can't think of a reason why the marlins farm is so bad right they didn't in the past couple years unload substantial prospects to get something back that i'm forgetting about um well no i can't think of a trade where the marlins went all in on something no they haven't they've just missed on all their prospects that's it that's as simple as it is that's why the, the Astros model is to, you have to nail some draft picks. Same thing with the Cubs. Yeah, get Correa and have a great day. That's it. Right. Um, let's talk about the Yankees lineup real quick. Wow, this is, looks oh. fun. Jesus Christ. Uh, batting number one is, is, uh, is a veteran batter, Brett Gardner, followed by Mr. All-Rise Aaron Judge, then Stanton in the three-hole, Greg Berg, Gary Sanchez, DD. Oh, they traded Starlin, so he wouldn't be after that. And then I guess Aaron Hicks and then... Uh, Torres, I guess would be the would it be the lineup? I mean, it's probably going to start with um, Torres and maybe even Headley, but it, eventually it's going to be Gleyber Torres and then Andahar. As do you think this? Do you, uh, all right. So this is uh, this is the most Yankee question. Do you think getting Stanton has has gotten them out on getting Machado? I I don't know. Uh, that's the, the the first thing I said when. I woke up and had messages from a bunch of people that Stanton is coming. I am really bad at understanding what it means so, as far as the tax and the cap hit. So uh, from what I've been able to read so far today, uh, this doesn't impact the Yankees' pursuit of Machado. Stanton's overall tax cap hit 
is the same as Holiday and Castro. So the Yankees have basically turned Matt Holiday and Starlin Castro into Giancarlo Stanton. Is that good? Uh, not, not bad. And then you, you take into account that CeCe's off the books, and even if he comes back, it's going to be at an extremely reduced rate. Yep. Um, Headley's off the books next year, I believe. Yep. Uh, yep. And you could basically turn your savings on CeCe and Headley into Machado money. So there you go. Well, this, so, this finally ends the rumors for the last five years. Bryce Harper is no, not going to be a Yankee. I don't think he ever was. How many? I, I've said it. On, I know I've said it on this podcast that Bryce Harper is already a Chicago Cup. You've said it many, 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 many times. But when we first started podcasting two years ago, I was very adamant that Bryce Harper would be a Yankee in 2018, and that is not. Yeah, the I don't case. think I. I don't think I disagreed with you, but I, something changed last year in my mind, and I, I'm convinced Harper's a Cup. It was his dog's name. That's what did it. That and he's best friends with Chris Bryant. That helps. Like that, that's got to help. Yeah, it definitely does. So Harper is is probably not going to be here. Probably be a Cub. Jesus Christ, the MLB is stacked. I mean, I know Greg can't actually consider this without breaking down, but I kind of hope oh, no. he stays in Washington. I don't mind Bryce Harper in Washington. I, that wouldn't break me down. Daniel oh, okay. Murphy staying in Washington would break me down. <laughs> He's an all-time hitter. Um, Unbelievable. Fucking Murph. Fuck that guy. Enjoy um, Ian Kinsler. That's uh, fine. The, I, I'm excited for the Ian Kinsler era in Queens because I think it's coming. Yes. I'm also excited for the Manny Machado era in Queens because that's happening. And I just like to remind Joe Binks that it's going to happen. Uh, so wait, hold on. This is a pretty hot you know take. What? So you think uh, the Mets are going to get Mr. Greg Mr. Machado? Trying to, he's trying to troll me about this, but okay. it's, yeah. it's Stanton Day. So it's really a lot less effective than it was. Let's you know, just talk about the back-to-back of Judge and Stanton. That's gonna be so. The worst. No teammates. No teammates have hit 50 home runs in the same season since Mantle and Maris. And yeah. I think we can agree that if Judge and Stanton don't each hit 50 home runs, one of them got hurt. I, mean, I don't know what the Judge regression is gonna look like. It's like, coming. Well, it's definitely coming. He, nobody does what he did, especially in the first half. But I, I just Stan, what Stanton's. Are, Stan's injury history would worry me. This is actually about to, my next point was, what are our concerns with Stan? His injury history is not great. There's been seasons where he hasn't really played. Of course, he's healthy now, which is the NL MVP, and kind of a weak MVP year, to be honest. Not, not saying that Stanton is underwhelming. Nope. He's insane. I just, I didn't think he was MVP. But that's no knock on Stanton. I just think Votto and Goldschmidt had better years. Right. I don't think it was a weak MVP year at all. And although I, I would have, voted for Votto, I am not upset at the fact that Stanton got the award because he had a ridiculous season. Yeah. Um, Stanton, I looked at, I was looking at it today because I was just looking at every angle of this trade. Only twice in his career has he played more than 150 games. Of course, one of them was last year and the other one before that was 2011. Um, so it's, it's it, he's not exactly a beacon of health, but at the same time, he was on the Marlins. Some, of his, some <laughs> of his injuries have been fluky. Like yeah. he got his jaw broken on a pitch high and in. Yes. Well, the other part of that is he's never been able to DH a couple of days a week. This is also true. If he had a nagging injury and it, the options were sit on the bench or try to play through it and then risk going onto the DL at some point, now he can t- talk to the trainers and say, you know, I'm, I'm a little tight today. It's like, okay, great. You're going to DH, if not today, tomorrow, and then we'll play. And the Yankees have that ability of, to do that. Yeah, we'll play an outfield of – Gardner, Hicks, and Judge, or put Frazier in there. Ellsbury will play sometimes, I guess. But I don't know. He doesn't have to. 
I know that's the thing, and I'm very happy about that. Tr- treat them like the the Dodgers treated Carl Crawford. Don't be beholden to the giant contract that you you gave away to think that you have to play that guy. How many years does Ellsbury have left? Three, two? Uh, I think three. I'm, I'm on look. it. I'm gonna look right now. Okay. Um. So I obviously as a huge Yankee fan, I am very satisfied with this trade, and I cannot wait to watch this team. Now, I I I do have a concern though. This feels like the A Rod contract. It's actually it, it's going to go on forever. He's until he's forty two, forty one, and he's twenty eight now. So we're stuck with Stanton for a long, long time. The no trade clause what? is there. Uh, three years left on Ellsbury's deal with a team option for twenty one million dollars in twenty twenty one that I don't think the Yankees are going to pick up. No chance to tell. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like the Max Scherzer contract the Nationals gave out. What, what what's up, Biggs? Uh, how long is Stanton's contract right now? No, it's 12 more oh, I was years. Talking, I was talking to Ellsbury. Ellsbury's a Yankee for three more years. I'm yes. looking at Stanton's contract. Hold on. Um, it's my, my take on Stanton is the same take I had when the Nationals signed Max Scherzer, which is they gave Max Scherzer seven years, not expecting him to be Scherzer for seven, but they wanted an elite starting pitcher for at least three or four. Oh, my God. Uh, with Stanton, I would expect you're going to get four more years of this Giancarlo Stanton in my mind. It's going to get slippery after that. Right. But at the same time, it's one of those things where I think you gladly take the last five years of the contract to have four elite years and pair that with all your young guys like Sanchez, Judge, So What you talk yourself into it being worthwhile is that assuming he does perform to a level where it makes sense for him to opt, like, I guess if he is opting into a his contract, I think it's four years down the line, then that's, you're maybe worried about that. But if he performs to a high level and you get four years of title contention with this young core, then you live with the rest. So you have the him, contract. the Yankees have Giancarlo Stanton until he is 38 years old in the year 2027, and then when he is 39, they have a club option for $25 million. Yeah, I don't think you worry about this contract until he turns 32. That's that's where my mind would be. I have a feeling you don't worry think, about it until he turns thirty four, but that's the hope. He's been so hurt at, at a young age that it makes me think his body might not be able to hold up the test of time as well as others. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like Joe said, the benefit here is he's a guy that's going to be able to DH now, so he's going to be able to play while resting more than he's ever been able to before. Um, and yeah, just. You, you take the four elite years you're going to get of John Carlos Stanton and don't worry about the rest of it. It's it's foolish to worry about what the Yankees are going to look like in 2022. That's fair. Uh, this team is very young. And now Aaron Boone has the keys to a very nice car. So here's the question. How does Boone fuck it up? I think he fucks it up right away. I, I'm not I'm not faith, faithful in Boone so far. I don't know what it is. He's shown me nothing. He's shown no one anything. And I just, yeah, he hasn't shown you anything negative either, right? <laughs> yeah, I just don't feel good about it. I just It's that gut feeling. Yeah, that's fair. I just said, well, what what does he prove to me? I, He's, he hit a home run once. Congratulations. I have, I have no defense except for the fact that they decided to hire him and in Cashman we trust. That's sort of where I'm at. Like, I just want A-Rod. Just give me A-Rod. <laughs> I think A-Rod's very happy with his life right now. Though. I think he's having a great time, but I really would have liked Beltron. Anyway, um, and also so something to mention about this contract. The player can opt out after 2020. Not that he ever would. The Yankees well, will not get the $30 million if he opts, uh, opts out. That's the one trigger in the in the trade. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
that's that's fine. I mean, if he performs at MVP level until then, maybe he does opt out and just try to re up for. It's it's such a long contract. I have a really hard time believing he's going to be like, okay, I'm <laughs> I'm 32. Let me try and make get a 200 million dollar contract somewhere else. Yeah, because that's pretty much what it is after he's 32. It's that's, that's fine. Yeah. you know what? Because because the kids are here and Tor- Gleyber Torres and Miguel Andujar are going to be up and. You just have to hope that they're going to be everyday players. The top of your rotation with Severino, Tanaka, and Sonny Gray, and then hopefully Chance Adams on the way. And the... You're going to need That's... one more pitcher. You're going to need one more. Not in the playoffs. That's fair. <laughs> That's like... The other thing about the Stanton contract, though, if he does opt out, the Yankees gave up nothing for him. What are you going to be upset about if Stanton opts out? That you don't oh, have no, money. we don't have to pay him $200 million over the next six years. Yeah, that's fair. Right. All right, that's... I think we've covered pretty much everything. Any other final takes we want to give on Stanton other than we're going to be uh, in the zipper zone, as some podcasters say, for the next couple months? I got All I'll say is I got really tired of the Met fans saying, woe is me because of this trade. Shut up. Who gives a fuck about you? This trade isn't about the Mets. It's not at all. And that's, a, that's, a, very, that's uh, a very not you thing to say, so I'm proud of you. No, I'm thrilled this trade ha- – like, I don't care that Giancarlo Stanton's in New York. What the Yankees d- – I'm past the age where I care about what the Yankees do. They're not my problem. I've, I've gone on this rant multiple times. The Yankees are not my problem. My problem was the 19 times a year I'd have to face Giancarlo Stanton, and seemingly he would hit two home runs a game against the Mets. I no longer have to worry about Your that. Your division so is my life so is great. weak now. It is ridiculous. I have, all I have to worry is the Nationals. If, we can, if somehow the Mets can magically fix their team with fucking Band-Aids and I don't even know what else, um, the Nationals – I don't think the Nationals are this elite juggernaut that can't can't be taken down by a competent baseball team. I happen to agree with you. It's not like the Phillies are ready yet. Marlins are definitely not there. Um, the Braves are in trouble. The, oh boy, <laughs> they're in trouble. Ronald Acuna is coming. He's coming, but I, they lost. The a Braves lot. are going to do something. The Braves are going to do something stupid where Acuna becomes a free agent. Uh, I I do just want to say that when you asked for any last thoughts, I was. Before Greg started talking, I'm about to commend him for making it through a Stanton podcast without bringing up the Mets. Congratulations. So that was perfect timing, Greg. <laughs> now, in my, in my defense, though, my Met rant was basically telling Met fans not to complain up. about this yeah. trade. Yep. That's true. That's true. Starling Castro, Mets second baseman in 2018, put it on the books. No, 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 no. no. The Mets have already said we're not interested, so I'm, I'm okay. Okay. I'm, I'm talking myself into the Josh Harrison bandwagon. That's a great oh, bandwagon okay. to be on. You have a great time, Greg. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I'm totally being sarcastic. That's not not nice. Why are you not like Josh Harrison? Are you serious? He's like, there's nothing wrong with it, but you're going to be excited about it? He had a really good 2014. I know that. Yeah, his 2014 was insane. Josh Harrison seems like a fun baseball player to root for. I don't have much to hold on to hope for. You don't. Here, gentlemen. You have no Sidney Gordon, Mickey Calloway. Have a great time. I, I do love Mickey. I won't lie. If only if the Yankees had Mickey Calloway, I'd be legitimately terrified that they'd rule the world for the next five years. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Dodgers-Yankees next year in the World Series is going to be a good time for everybody. Oof. All right, uh, let's end this podcast. Get the hell out of here. Enjoy your snow days, guys. I'll be posting this today. Blow off some bushes break. Uh, message Joe on his email at joebinks at joebinks.com. And, uh, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> that'd, be, Joe, that'd be a dope email to have, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm going to work on it. All right, peace out, guys. Bye. Bye.